I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And we're the Soul Sisters. All right, welcome to another episode. Today we have a very wonderful guest here today on the podcast. We have Danielle. Um, This podcast has been in the works for, I think, a few months at this point, um, from when I first saw the post to getting us all three together. Um, So I am very excited. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read the Facebook post that impacted me so much. And then we can see where the conversation goes. Um, Since I have a feeling you two will be able to speak on this topic a little bit more than I have since I have not um, been a mother yet. But here's the post. So I won't lie. I have days where I'm like, damn, as a mama, I look great. Then I have days where I see a photo of me thinking how much I miss loving my body. And it's up and it's down. And I don't know how to control it. I still work out, still eating healthy, feeling good at times. But then I work so hard to love my body for so long. And it stinks to not have that same body anymore. I dwell on this negative thought and that I'll never be there again. I know it's terrible. I frustrate my husband, frustrate myself. I'm being a bad example for our girls, but postpartum is hard, especially when you valued your body and working hard to love it for so long, but we just take it day by day and I'm working to deal with this, but it isn't going to take a day. So keep on working. Hashtag postpartum, postpartum body and postpartum mama. All right, ladies, hit me with the feels. Where are you at now? This post was June 5th. I'm dying to hear how this journey has continued for you. For starters, um, I will admit, especially initially right after postpartum, I think as a brand new mom, you have a million emotions anyway because of the hormones and everything. Like, it's insane. I was always that person when I was younger that was like, when I'm a mom, I'm going to be that person that, like, make sure I make time for me. Like, I had this, like, great grand plan of exactly how it was going to be. And then all of a sudden, like, Pregnancy came, and pregnancy was not how I planned at all. I was nauseous the entire pregnancy. I tried to work out, thought I was, like, somewhat on track, only gained, like, 12 to 15 pounds, but also lost muscle mass and all that good stuff. Postpartum came, and I was like, oh, my gosh, whose body is this? This is not me. You have this cute little pregnant belly when you're pregnant, and all of a sudden that's gone, and you're like, there is nothing good to focus on in this body. So, and then plus you have a new little human that's focused and like your entire attention is all on her. So I remember like the first few months was so rough at the, at the same time. I was like going into this new role that like there was no time to focus on anything else. And then all of a sudden things kind of slowed down. You got into a routine and I was like, oh my gosh, where is the time for me? Like I no longer get to spend three hours at the gym on my days off. I no longer get to spend hours meal prepping and all the things that I did to help myself. Um, and so there was days that I would look at myself and be like, wow, as a new mom, like I look great. Like it's been this many months and I'm like on track. And then really like later that day, I'd see a bad angle in the, in the mirror and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I look terrible. Where's my body? Like I miss what I used to be like. So it's definitely a roller coaster <laughs> still to this day. Um, but I feel like things are slowly starting to be a little easier. Thank God for my husband who helps. But yeah, it's still a roller coaster just in the sense that it's no longer just you. Like I never realized how selfish in a way I really was. <laughs> so I guess well, I like oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'll let you kind of share some I can 100%, and when Camille saw your post, because I'm usually running after my little ones all the time, but she was able to catch your post, and she says, I, she messaged me, and she said, I feel that you can relate to this, and I was like, oh, oh, oh can I? Absolutely, <laughs> especially with the first one, and kind of being offset on a tough pregnancy, like we both had healthy babies, right? Everything was fine. Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. that the pregnancy period was easy on the on the caregiver and the grower I had a tough pregnancy like I prefer I had at home natural birth I would rather do that than be pregnant like that's how hard pregnancy was on me right same way and that's when your hormones really get messed with because like 
I'm crying over Disney songs, you know, and I'm trying to like, this isn't me. But you're going to go that roller coaster as you're adapting into your motherhood and your nesting and stuff. And then, then you have the baby and your attention is nothing but love and want wanting to be with the baby but the baby needs you all the time especially you're are you still breastfeeding yep yep so now the time you used to give yourself when you did your makeup or spent a little bit longer in the bathtub or just the normal things that kind of let you center yourself back to you is now fully giving and to give breast milk you have to have the right um, chemical compound to release milk to let go so you have to be be full of love and let it's uh, the oxytocin needs to release her and it's a thing like i would read love chicken soup for the soul type of love books to help me on tough days because some days you're so tired you're like i can't i can't love myself right now let alone make milk and do all it's just it's so intense and then at the same time you're like okay you start to work through any baby blues and they take a while they're a thing they're a thing that a lot of people wait till it gets to be too bad and then need to talk about it there's (laughs) days where you wonder if you're going to be happy to sing a song again or do certain things but you do it anyway because you know you loved it but it's hard to find it sometimes. It's really interesting because it's not who you were. It's not, not who you had been in a very long time, but it's who you are dealing with while you're raising this human being to love life. Right? You're like, ah, I used to. Why can't I? But I feel that's the hormone balance thing. So you just got to try to do this right the little things and the little bits here and there so that was a big thing and then the body i think because my first one yeah my first one had given me more baby blues i think than body worry my second one was a little bit more of wanting to transform faster um and that goes with a different story but the baby blues had um, me kind of just focusing on trying to refine happy again and in that point i gave my body a break and i said if I can't even figure this out right now, like, oh, this is like, I can't, we're not, we're not going back to normal yet, but I still worked out. I got back into it. I think as soon as I relieved pressure off of, cause I had just competed this spring before I got pregnant. So within 12 months later, I'm at my heaviest, my biggest, my biggest change. And it was a surprise baby. It wasn't, I'm going to do a show and then have a baby. It was a surprise baby. I think you can relate. Yep. And in any track you're on, and number two was even a bigger surprise because we did my nutrition and workout plan the night before I started my morning sickness and found out I was pregnant. So I literally worked my body back to I was where I was ready again to to even just get on the fitness track. And the universe is like, oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> So it was allowing and being patient, I think, um, um, to, to move forward and taking time. It's tough to see other women bounce back faster and be super, super happy sometimes. But it's like, okay, we're all trying to find our happy and maybe they're trying to create the happy in the day too. But I, I know, I think first baby, it was baby blues less body second one was a little bit more body less blues but you can't you know what i mean you don't know what you're coming up with I can't imagine how hard that's got to be because during, I mean, just, I saw similarities from contest prep of like watching your body change and one minute being like, dang, and the next being like, I'm so behind. So it's like you do from working out in that, like when you put in those hours of consistency, you do build up some sort of entitlement to this physique and like, because you earned it one time, you feel like it should still be there or you should be able to get back to it faster. I think that phrase getting back to it is so harmful because we're evolving forward, right? It's going to be a new body. I've heard, I would love to hear both of your experiences of, and I'm Danielle, you're right in the middle of it, changing everything, but how things come back differently. I'm sure you have things that are stronger because of pregnancy, and I'm sure some things are weaker because of pregnancy, but watching that all shift, man, that's got to be a, 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 
the like post show times like forty two while also making a human. And you were when you were starting your contest prep, right? You were first. Yeah, I was gonna say when you were uh, referencing that, I was actually on prep when I found out I was pregnant. So I was like, all right, we were with Matt Jansen with Revive, if you guys mm-hmm. know who he is. And we were like, he's like one of the best like Olympian athlete coaches. Like we were supposed to be like the best we'd ever been. And then like seven weeks into our prep, and I'm like crying in the morning because I hate my meal prep so much. And I'm like, I've never hated food so much. And like prior to him, I'd always done like the fit your macros, like still healthy foods, but like picked my foods. My excuse was like, oh no, like I think it's just because I'm eating the same thing every day. Like this is terrible. And Ryan's like, you are crying because you're eating like rice and meat right now like, there's something wrong <laughs> and so I just remember like the day before we found out we were pregnant I was like my hormone panel came back because we and got labs drawn and my labs were so off we're like all right I want to be a mom one day like I cannot do prep right now because I want to make sure my body's right and I'm not doing harm so I can never be a mom because I've always wanted to be a mom and I have PCOS, so, like, that's even more of a concern. So, like, I stepped back, and I was like, this is not the time. I can't do prep right now. And the next day, we were driving down to Sioux Falls to get Ryan's truck, and I'm, like, nauseous the whole way. And jokingly, he's like, oh, let's get a pregnancy test. And lo and behold, I was pregnant. So, wow. yeah, it was insane. I still am just, like, I can't Like, it's funny because I always said I wanted to be a mom, let me say I did not think I was a mom right now. <laughs> it was crazy. But I think, like, it, like you said, like, not prepared for that moment. Of, like, I wasn't ready to be like, oh, I'm never going to compete again. Or I guess I can. But my body's never going to be the same again. I wasn't ready for that phase to happen right then and there. So all of a sudden I was pregnant and I sit here watching my body, you know, change right in front of you. You're like, okay, this is temporary. Like, baby's gonna come and then I can get back to my normal self. Like you said, that get back to my normal self phrase that everyone says is gonna happen. And I'm just seeing like pregnant women when I was younger being like, that's gonna be me. That's no problem. And then you get done with pregnancy, and I'm like, my body doesn't feel the same. My body just like, I can't do the things I did before. My hips feel different, my joints feel different. Mm Like, I used to be able to pick up and go run five, six miles, no problem, any time. And now I'm, like, struggling to run a mile or two. And so it's just been such a roller coaster of being, like, I want to give more to get myself back in shape, but I don't have the time. I don't have the, like, energy. I don't have, you know, the focus there that normally in prior times I would have just been, like, okay, I need to give more effort. Well, I don't have the time or the, you know... I, I'm running a business, I'm a, doing a full-time job, I have a baby, we have Rory, you know, it's just one thing after another, and it's like, I can't give more effort there, so it's coming to terms to understand that, like, yes, fitness will always be a part of my life, fitness will always be an important thing that we bring to our family, like, Ryan's into it, we'll be sure to share that with our, you know, kids, everything, but at the same time, it's never going to be the degree that it was before unfortunately like I have to come to understanding that because there's just not the time I gained before mm-hmm. so, even though I have days that I'm like I'm fine with that and I'm accepting of it there's days that I still you know have that like oh I wish I could still do that feeling. well I think and to just kind of touch where you're at especially because you guys put in a home gym and so did Riley and I and now when Riley and I put in our home gym, we don't want to have one at the new barn, but at our old place. Um, I think I think the best way to look at it is your fitness is evolving because even though you can't jam at your favorite club anymore, as you guys keep making a great gym, you'll be able to have your favorite people who you go and lift with over. And then you've got baby beside you lifting she's gonna understand that your attention she's gonna grow with that and your attention is gonna be doing that moment that flow so when i did my last contest prep, i got both girls 
and uh, they were my buddies in my garage gym. So almost like to, com- to completely 180 it is, um, it, yeah, it's already different. It's going to be different, but it's going to evolve. And then these little yayas are going to see you doing what you love, which gives you so much inspiration. When Rhea can walk in and show a deadlift, like that one's a burpee queen. Right now, you're little ones laying in a little bucket, just waiting to you. When they're older, they do perfect form. Like, they can teach adults how to do a burpee and a deadlift because there's something in in the innate of children that they just know proper form. And and you and Ryan already work out together. So I think it's almost something to get excited about because – you have that home gym and it's hard right now, but it's evolving and you got you've got you need to be a leader of these two and it's probably something that you you know, you found women role models, we all have, and you need to be the positive influence of that. Those are the joys. It takes a while because I mean they don't come out lifting Yeah. It's gonna come out with biceps. Like jogging with a baby stroller, I mean, you have to be a brave person to do it. And I would just, it wasn't my, you know what I mean? And my, we're harder in movement and the body is, to me, it's like, just like the skin is looser and that the skin takes a lot of time. I wrapped a lot just because I just knew the skin was like fighting against gravity and it was like, I need a break. That's <laughs> all so I could feel my skin telling me. It was like, let's me in here. I just need a break. Um, <laughs> but the hips do change with childbirth. Now, I have Riley who adjusted me. I did a six-week wait with Maya, my second, and my hips were so far off, I couldn't do a standing single-leg lunge. The strength was gone. And I was like, no, 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 I can do that. I can do that. And I told Riley, he's like, uh-oh, I know what's wrong. My pelvis was off by at least a eighth or a quarter of an inch, which is because of childbirth. And it's things that are setting different momentum off that we didn't know until six weeks later that I went to go and do something I know I can do, and it was way too far off. So a lot of that does take time, but sometimes a chiropractor or even some of that the ligaments, everything is just kind of loosey-goosey. It's not the same. Your body fat's different. Your muscles are different. You're making milk. You have to remember, you're still that milk cow. So your body is is focusing on producing the milk and not always burning up the body fat the same. As soon as you're done or if you can continue, making milk actually helps feed into fighting some of that fat stores and burn them out a little bit. But you got to really make sure you're producing a good amount, which is hard to do because you have to eat a ton and you have to do, you know, right? Like in your mouth, I don't want to overeat, but then if you don't, you're not producing the amount you need. So it's like, I can't really go into a cut right now, even though I want to get my body back. And that's like the natural response of like, oh, I don't like where I am. Let's. Yeah. And like, so it's just been this huge balancing act. Like you said, like your focus is on her. But at the same time, like, yeah, I I just started running again, and my body does not at all feel the same for running, which is insane because I used to be like a marathon runner prior to body okay. So it's been like, yeah. I used to run long distance, no problem, and now it's like my ankles hurt, my knees hurt, my hips mm. hurt, and it's just been like <laughs> one thing after another of like. Yeah, your body's really different, and your endurance and your everything is just not where it was prior to pregnancy. It takes some time to rebuild all of that all over again. So I'm wondering, and this is only posing a quick question. I wonder if the aches and pains could be like, is there a calcium switch when you're if you're a woman making milk? Do you lack in calcium because you're providing it to the child? Could is there something? Where your joints could be hurting because, you know, I don't know. I'm only just looking at question. Right, but I get it. Right. Yeah. The nutrients, I'm wondering, too. That's why I've been questioning, like, all my nutrients going to her versus, you know. Right. Definitely. Being left over for you. So, I think, like you said, like, once breastfeeding is done, maybe things will get better. But my goal was a year. So, it's like, that feels like 
forever since I've been nor- normal. I yeah. quotes. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It's just been a lot different than I think a lot of people before having kids imagine. Because especially as someone like I've worked out since I was you know in high school, I was in sports, went to college, you know, did the typical gain fifteen pounds freshman year, got into lifting. You know, <laughs> So it's like, it's something that I've done for 10, 10 years now that like, it's just been ingrained in, in me. And I took so long to build and got to this place where I absolutely loved where I was. I was the strongest I'd ever been. I was, you know, squatting, deadlifting, all these things, the most I ever have. And I was just like, did my PR of pull-ups a week before I was like found out I was pregnant you know like all these things that I built for so long and now I like can barely do eight pull-ups like, and no. it just feels like I like <laughs> watched yeah, it watch away it's insane I remember like I'm trying to remember back to where I started when I li- started lifting and it's like been so long that I'm like, is this what it felt like? Is this what it's like to like first get into lifting? Cause I can't even remember. And so it's just like crazy. And it doesn't help that like you have a family now. So like eating wise, you know, you're not just meal prepping for you for the week. It's like, you're trying to prepare a meal for your family. And it's like not as simple to do like your typical macro meals and all those things when I don't want to be that mom that like feels like I can't eat with the rest of the family. You know, it's just frustrating because I want to do those things, but at the same time, I know that's not good for a family, like, image. You know, like, your kids don't want to see, oh, you're not eating what I'm eating, so, like, I'm not going to eat it. You know, so it's just, I never realized that that would be an issue until I was here, and now I'm like, oh, what do I do in this scenario? (laughs) So it's just been focus of not on me my family is more important but I still have that like pull to go back to where I used to be that's what I wrote down like identity shift and like what I've noticed just moving and I had a lot of big changes this last year and I felt the like up and down kind of comes in waves of identity shifting and it's it's almost mournful. Like I didn't realize that when you step into a new belief or a new val- a new identity, rather, you have to shed previous beliefs. And those might be ones you fought for. You fought to make fitness part of your identity. And now it's not. And or it's not to as great of a degree. And you literally have to give yourself space to mourn the loss of that previous life. And I didn't realize that that was a thing. And the answer is you just sit there and you feel your feels. And I was like, well, that's my least favorite answer for how to move through this. But I guess I just, I didn't realize that when you shift, even if it's something you're looking forward to, like you said, being a mom was something you've always wanted to do. Just because it's something you wanted so badly doesn't mean it's not going to come with struggle or hardship or new circumstances you didn't expect at all. Because I'm sure there's just plenty of them. But yeah, the identity shift, when you're stepping into a new identity, you really have to let go of who you used to be and step into who you want to be now. And, and it's a uncomfortable transition for sure. Definitely. I have a question. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, um, carry on because this question is completely unrelated. So it's so funny that you say identity because I was – just talking about that with Ryan the other day that I was like I went through this point where my entire identity people knew me as the girl who worked out I was known as the girl who you know bodybuilding I was no like that was who I was like when I my work life all of my co-workers knew me as that person all the people that like my friends everything like that's what they came to me for Mm -hmm. so like for it to be something that was a core of me like I literally felt like that was a huge part of my core like that was who I have been where I spend all of my free time where I spend every free moment I had either researching how to do better you know looking up how to do different lifts how to you know it was like everything about my life besides my work life and my family life that was what I did that was who I was and so to lose that I think has been much more of a challenge than I realized it ever would be. Also, because I never thought it would be something I'd lose. Like, I imagined being that 60-year-old woman that would still be competing and doing, like, 
all the fitness things, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I still imagine myself being someone who's always into fitness, and that's not something I'll ever lose, but at the same time, it's not to the degree that I imagine, and I think that, like, the acceptance of that not being my entire identity anymore is much more difficult than I realized it would be. Mm. She's speaking of ego. Ego is being affected mm. here, mm-hmm. you know, because that's part of who you believe and you you are, and we all are. We all love the gym. We want the fitness aspect. But when when your ego and something you take such high pride in gets stripped down, your your all the stories you told everyone else that. I have this thing on a high pedestal and it's part of who I am and you come to me for that and the pedestal just gets knocked over you're like, well, no, I got to either rebuild it. Does it stay lame for now? Are people still going to believe in me because I am, you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, everything, your character changes. I feel ego, especially with the attachment and all that. Ego, ego's getting hit right now. Well, it's that confident yes. takes a blow when you step into something you have no idea how to do. I'm sure when you get into motherhood, you're like, whoa, this is not at all what I thought. I feel so unconfident in how to handle each situation. Like, It's all of that, and then you're really tired. So take your tired as day, Camille. Times it by a thousand and then have your emotions be affected. You're already hurting because you had a tough day. <laughs> no, you're tired. Anyway, I did night shift as a nurse. So I was like, oh my gosh, I've been so tired. I can handle it. You guys are all exaggerating. You know what? I am a pro at being tired. I can go on three hours of sleep and be perfectly fine. Let me tell you, I will get six hours of sleep, and I am still dying. <gasps> it is a whole different level of tired because your mood is nonstop. Your body is doing so much. It's just exhaustion. There's, yes. I, There's no time to recover. I call it zombie. So after the phases that you're in and whether you have another one quick, kind of like we did, we're two and a half years apart, I never left that zombie phase until after they both were probably after two, I think. So anytime now that they're older, I'm, I hit that zone of tired. I know, whoa, I'm in like baby zombie state right now. It is <laughs> unexplainable how tired you are. It's just like unreal. Everything about the postpartum, like I, I say it so often, but everything about postpartum you can imagine, but yeah. you can understand until you are there. Like I always heard my friends talk about it. I had multiple friends who had babies before me. And I was like, you guys are all exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Yeah, like bounce back you're fine i've done much tougher things than you have. oh my god yeah, take a nap you're gonna be fine you have plenty of time <laughs> oh my gosh yep nothing like meanwhile over here in soloville i literally woke up i think even it's happened even this month i literally wake up after nine hours of uninterrupted sleep and i'll roll over to sean i'll be like I don't think we can ever have kids. I didn't get woken up once, and I'm still a little tired. It's been nine hours of uninterrupted sleep, and I'm, like, genuinely a little tired. And I was like, I know that just all the moms in the world just got furious at me. But I was like, I just don't think I'm cut out for it. Like, I know my friends right now are being woken up in the middle of the night against their will. I didn't get bugged once. <laughs>
fills back in when you're tired. The love fills back in on the hard days. Well, that was my question about the finish line. So did pregnancy feel like giving birth was going to be kind of like the finish line, even though it was actually the starting point? You know, it's funny because I was so eager to have baby. And I think at that point, because I, I was nauseous every day. I had no appetite my entire pregnancy. I didn't want to eat. You know, it was like my body, my hips, everything at the end of your pregnancy is just horrendous. Like your body just hurts. And I just remember like trying to lay in bed and not get comfortable in any position. And I remember women telling me, oh, appreciate your sleep now because you won't sleep after. And I'm like, well, good thing I can't sleep. So thank you. Um, So I remember like probably 35 weeks on, I was like, get this baby out of me now because afterwards it'll be so much better. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely thought that was fine. And then postpartum came and that was like a million first. Oh my God. So, I mean, it was good to eat again. So that was nice. So that was great. But I think that was probably the only part that really felt like it was like recharged. <laughs> Everything else was <laughs> the same as pregnant. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> feel like a machine that created a human being and birthed a human being and like you definitely feel used and abused i don't know what to say yeah what did you you described it to me as a dirty cloth that someone just got done wiping down like a dirty barn and then you squeezed it up a little bit tighter and that's how your body felt and i was like oh sounds lovely yeah definitely want to become a mom thanks Yeah. I mean, I know. Well, I guess even when I talk about like having kids and stuff like that, I love, I had a very quick, intense birth with both of them, but there was just something about it I loved. It gave me empowerment. There's empowerment you get through motherhood on different levels. That when you see that other person complain about the entirety, you're like, hmm. <laughs> and everything's going to throw you curveballs and hardballs if you can just kind of keep dodging them and keep smiling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like we do on stage. It wasn't yep. easy to get there. The morning wasn't easy. But you just smile when you get on stage and you make it happen. And then you glow and peak week's perfect and away you go. It's kind of like motherhood. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. I'm sure. Like, it's just fascinating to me how I I see so many similarities between watching your body change through competing and then obviously through motherhood. But then there's like just that whole other element. Like you said, like at the beginning, you were like, when you were in it, you were like, I can do hard things. Like, no problem. I got this. And there's so much energy behind that. But like when your body is the one doing all the changing, it's like, you want to still have that fight, but that fight sometimes probably comes out in the form of like resting. That's been an interesting thing that maybe I, that I didn't guess as part of my like identity shift or whatever is that like not doing is sometimes the best thing you can do. Trying to figure out who you are going to be in this next chapter of your life, figure out who that, what that looks like, what that feels like and try to make peace with that, I guess. Yeah. Um, this morning I woke up and like baby woke up in the middle of the night and it, Ryan slept right through the night. Of course, like that you have like some moments where you're a little resent, like resentful towards your partner because you're like you're not doing this, so please stop commenting on this. Um, so I mean, I, Ryan's amazing. He like encourages me to do everything I need to for me and all of that. But I remember this morning I woke up and I was just like okay, I'm not ready for this day. I am exhausted. And like, we wake up every morning and work out. And I was like, we like try to go downstairs. And I was like, I am just not out of mind to work out, which is not at, at all like me. And I, we got down there and then baby needed to be fed. And you know, like everything is just constantly shifted towards her. Mm-hmm. And I like got probably like three lifts in. And I was like, I'm just not in the mood. So I went and picked up baby and went upstairs. And Ryan's like, how about you just go for a run? And I'm like, I'm not in the mood right now. And like, just kind of like sassy 
and like normally I would have just like you know been like yeah I need to go for a run because that's how I feel better yeah that's how I let my anger out let my stress out I go work out or you know whatever and I'm just like today's not one of those days like I just need to accept that like today is not a day that I want to work out and that is just where I am right now I'm exhausted I'm tired I'm in a bad mood and it's funny because like I've been having a lot of those days and so I mean cheesy as it sounds I made a work sheet that's like labeled be positive and it has like three things I'm thankful for three goals of the day three things I need to do like describe yourself and like a worksheet I do whenever I'm having a bad day because you know you're gonna stay there so it's just like those little things that I'm like trying to use my prior you know ways of overcoming your negativity in this, this like current state that I'm in where it's not as easy to focus on the positive where I used to be a very positive person <laughs> So it's, it's been a huge shift, but like using those little, you know, reminder worksheets that sound cheesy as heck to do really do help. Well, I, oh, and it's yeah. even, even just trying to fold yourself in that positive state, it's easier to find it in later. Goals is just getting your, you know, getting that positive stuff on paper. Those worksheets, I think, are a great idea, and they're simplified. That sounds very simple, easy way to try to do a positive mantra or a moment of gratitude to kind of give it out when it's really hard to give it out, especially when you're dealing with partner stuff like that. There's just also something, and I know some husbands that get up all the time, but a lot of them will sleep through stuff. Mine was a sleeper thrower stuff, so there definitely carries um, resentment, and then they expect you to perform up to their level, but you're still making milk and providing on a whole different level that you know, they might be starting to get some energies back and they, they try to relate, you know, they understand, but then they don't understand. And it's like the whole body just needs to. Oh, you mean how Riley thought Rhea's pregnancy was harder on him than you? That part? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't think Ryan would ever say that to you, but my husband's <laughs> like, oh yeah, that, that first pregnancy was really hard on my body. That's what my husband said. So I was like, Oh, you had a door <laughs> at our house at all. <laughs> I don't get all the time because I'm just like, my body changed, my everything changed. You're the exact same. <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you right now. <laughs> but I think, was it, um, okay, so I had the rug pulled up from underneath me with number two. Um, so then I just knew I had to let go. I just really, you know, when you were impressed, you just have to find a way to let go. But I already knew it was going to be two years before I could even think about being ready. And I was like, because you have, you got to make the baby. And then I wanted to breastfeed just like you. So I had another year, year and a half to go as far as I could. So that's a two-year dedication to say bye-bye to a goal that you were chasing in the wind anyway. Right, so it's like a do-over. So I, after I let go, um, and then I waited the two years, and then I took it hard myself to move a little bit forward, and then away we went with things. It was much, much better after that, and it was exciting. My body came back, my muscle mass. I mean, I didn't have a lot to begin with, but my body came back stronger, and I think I came back more confident because I was next to, well, I was next to old Red here. <laughs> that's awesome how um i think it's really important when it sounds like like the post post baby blues are kind of like a it's a marathon not a sprint and i think that most people everyone experiences bad days and i think it's really good to give yourself grace on those hard days and you know plan for tomorrow to be a better day but i think it's the hardest when it's day after day after day after day and you're like okay i'm just not gonna feel better right now so you have to just do what you can point your head in the right direction and 
give yourself that, um, that, that worksheet that you were talking about. Like I do the same thing. I like to try to treat my physical self and treat my spiritual self. So I try to do two things to attack the issue just to try to give me best case scenario. And if all else fails, then I try to plan for tomorrow to be a better day, do something to set myself up tomorrow to be better and just take it for what it is for that day. Um, cause I, I, I'm sure you, you, it's very reasonable for you to be like, I just made a human. It's okay for me to not work out today. My body is still healing, but it's when do you draw the line between day after day after day? Like when are you making excuses for yourself? And when are you advocating for yourself that you do need to apply a little self-discipline to get you moving in the right direction? So I think staying true to like knowing where it is that you want to go with it so that anytime you veer off track, a, you know about it and you can point your head back to where it needs to go and start looking where you need to start looking again. That's what it kind of sounds like. Famili- it sounded familiar to me in that way. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that's hard to toggle between. Like you said, like we know there's going to be a time period where we are recovering. We're trying to find that true self. We're trying to find that new person. But then I also do, you know, try to figure out, okay, when is it okay to be like, all right, I'm six months postpartum now. Like, should I be back to feeling closer to where I want to be? Um, And I know a lot of moms are like, well, at least a year. But then at that point, it's like, well, it's been so long since I've been at a place where I felt like I knew what I was doing or what I like was focused on that now it doesn't feel like a routine anymore. So I, I've really been trying to make it at least I'm doing something. So even if it's not to the degree that I was doing before, I definitely can't lift anywhere near the weight that I was before. I can't squat what I was. I can't deadlift what I was. Um, I can't run as many miles as I did before, but I'm definitely still getting up every day and putting the effort in and spending the same amount of time in. Um, maybe not running as fast as I used to, maybe not, you know, near the PRs, but at least doing something. Um, but yeah, that, that point where it's like, am I making excuses is still in my mind often. Cause I was always that person that was like, no, you don't make excuses. You do it. You make the time that there is no room for excuses. Like I was that person that pushed to the max always. Mm-hmm. So like finding the acceptance of that has been very hard for me. Definitely. I can relate again to that. Um, I like to call it keeping maintenance. So I don't put the pressure on me to go on a full fitness run or, you know, because when we contest prep, we can go, Riley and I did our last prep together, and we did our own prep food, we did everything, and we just were full-fledged. Camille was with us on the journey, too, and we were all just driving and pushing hard, even with the kids, and they just meld in and did the best, and I made them, I ended up making them their own food, and they they ate what they want, and we, I made my food, and Riley won't eat cold food, so you make your own food, and then come, you know. I brought my own food. Help me feel and understand that I I can do that, but I don't need to push it. So I like to call it maintenance. Like Riley and I, we both we both get smaller. It's almost like we kind of go a little bit dormant, and we kind of got to work back into any type of leanness physique like my muscles are I like to tell them they're sleeping right now <laughs> but it's giving my body a break that I know I've pushed hard and seen huge awesome results from before and it's like knowing that old classic car is sitting there and it's won the races before I just don't it's, I'm not going to start it up today I gotta wait for that day and then when you do it the body turns back on it remembers and it shows you new paths and like new, and it was amazing. So my neck, my second prep after my two kids was even more of a mental journey and my body transformed through so many times through that journey that it was just, it was like, I, I knew you were there. I knew you were, oh, hey there, abs. I felt you during pregnancy. I felt you come back to life. I knew you were there, and I knew you were back better than ever. I've known women to say that they got better abs after they had their babies. So it's like there's cool things that happen. And this was Leanne. I think Leanne, who was a 
probably a five-time natural pro figure back when I started doing bikini. She said her abs got better with both babies. So there's cool things that we can look towards. Even I think it's just adapting and how you found a love of fitness and the little things that you loved about it. There's different things with the mom bod that have then become professional bikini figure everything that they're they're playing with that they're like oh yeah after my babies came these abs popped out or cool things like that because I've heard it I've lived in the industry for 15 15 or more years so I've heard it all and it's cool things you can hear from the moms definitely definitely Awesome. Well, is there any last, anything you wish you would have known before you started this journey? Um, I wish I would have planned more. <laughs> I think <laughs> um, having it be like a surprise, I think I would have probably, like, so when I got pregnant, I was definitely like probably the heaviest I had already been at that point because I was like bulking and like we were working on building muscle. So if I were to do it again, I probably would have been on the opposite spectrum and been like a little less, um, I wouldn't have built up my like muscle mass because I feel like I just kind of set myself up for, you know, feeling heavier and not really being in that same state that I would have been. And that's the fitness side. Mm-hmm. On the mom side, um, I definitely have heard every phrase I could have heard before being a mom anyway. So I don't think there's anything I could have heard and like trying to understand mm-hmm. prior to being a mom and it it wouldn't have cut me any differently like me being right here I'd be saying the same things mom being a mom is nothing like I imagined and I can hear everything and hold everything but until you experience it you can't understand like that's not hundred percent true <laughs> I believe that <laughs> I can definitely agree um Post-momming, I was more of the, um, I like being an aunt type of gal, and I was like, I knew, I was 30 when I got pregnant, 31 when I had, but I had a plan even before, like, I know probably if I'm 35 and haven't had kids, probably not going to go down that path, and I was really okay whatever path I went on, Um, so I was very neutral on that aspect. I didn't grow up with babies around me, so it was like fish out of water. Like, ooh, I didn't, I don't know what twos are, I, you know? So it's been a really big, and I was like, ooh, I wish I would have babysit more when I was a kid so I could understand that the freak out is going to, it's going to de-escalate, and we're all, they're going to still love you, and it's, you know what I mean? So there's been a lot of learning on different aspects of that, um, being a mom, especially, um, kind of not being prepared as you were um it was more of a surprise baby so it's like okay and all the goals you set for one year three year um is now kaput you know it's i mean you just kind of stamp it out and got some new goals um fitness wise i had just done my first show um it was okay my first pregnancy was harder on my body but i continued to work like i did when I was a single, unpregnant gal, and I worked hard, and I shouldn't have been, and I should have stayed home a little bit more, and gave myself a little bit more gratitude, and peace, knowing I was creating someone, like, I wanted to be the pregnant woman, like, no, I can still work 40 hours a week, and still do this, and this, and this, and it was just, I didn't have to be so hard on myself and my body, like, patience, right? Um, So I think the best things I've learned is to be more patient with myself and my body. I get one journey, and I know I can rock out a good fitness routine because we've all been there before, right? But right now, the little bobbleheads need us. (laughs) And then before you know it, if you condition them like you conditioned yourself, to routine and positivity in that moment even if they're playing with their toys in the corner it doesn't matter they're at least down there with you so it's just continue to shed a light on fitness as you did for yourself then and the kids see it and you guys are going to be excellent role models with your business your foundation your principles and everything you're putting out on facebook is something that your kids would enjoy seeing later and that's what they'll see behind the scenes and then fitness becomes a thing you do with everyone like it's i can't wait for Rhea. i think she'd be a great crossfitter like it could be there someday
say, I'm not going to put the pressure on her, but, oh, wouldn't that be great? Or, you know, whatever. So I just need, like, there's there's so much possibility in a great foundation is what's going to give them the positive influence to pull through and make your workout better. I used to be the mom that would drop the kid off at daycare. Ray would be bloody murder screaming. I'd barely get my workout in and I'd have to leave because it just didn't work out. But now she wants to go and I haven't brought her to the, the talent gym, but she wants to go. She's very comfortable in the gym. That makes, that's just, it's just such an enlightening thing when you can see kids just hanging out while their parents are doing something for themselves. Like for me, I see a lot of parents stop their life to live for their children. And to me, it's like, then you've given up 20 years of yourself. And are you teaching your children to give up 20 years of theirs? I want my kids to see me living my life, the life I want to create. So they know what to do when they go off on their own to do the same thing. And I sacrifice a lot for my kids, but there's a lot of things I don't sacrifice for my kids because I'm very important too. And I'm not going to sit at 47,000 softball games when I've got goals and I've got things. We're going to prioritize and we're going to be all balanced on one thing and enlighten each other in different ways. So there's just, there needs to be balance for kids to understand how to be adults later. That's what I see when it comes to fitness and taking care of yourself. It's going to make them a better human when you send them off. Right? I hope so. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate how open and honest and vulnerable you were with both of us today. I really appreciate it. I know it's been helpful for me. Certainly sheds a light on a topic that I don't have a lot of experience with. And for any moms or new moms or recently new moms, um, I think this is going to be really helpful for them. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with Anita and I today. Um, I learned a ton and I have a lot of cute, awesome takeaways and just similarities and the personal journey that we all go through. We're always moving forward. You know, the extremes are easy. It's the balance that can be the hardest, but give yourself grace and just take it one step at a time. That's all you can do is just be a little kinder to yourself. No one likes to work for an a-hole. You know, you got to be kind to yourself as you move <laughs> along in life. <laughs> so thanks again, Danielle. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I just gonna say, like, I think the number one thing too is just like everyone sees these like constant positive faces, and just to remember that it's okay not to feel that way. Because I think, like, I imagined being happy all the time, and like I saw tons of moms that seemed to be happy all the time, and I wasn't feeling that way, and that was very discouraging. So just like remember, it's okay to feel that way. Just have a game plan of how to get out of it, and like recognize it, and know how to turn that day around. Because I think recognizing that like you're going to have bad thoughts and negative thoughts and bad days and just find a way to work through them is the number one thing. Yes. It doesn't make you a bad person just because you have bad thoughts. You're just another person living with this human experience, doing the best we can. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. And I will catch you. And you guys are hilarious. It's fantastic. (laughs) Good.